we have to. Okay, we have that. Why don't you want to be called Dante? Do you know what it stands for? Um, yeah, like thought is like goddess, right? But it's an acronym. What's the acronym? What's the acronym? That hoe over there. Oh, we are not thoughts, but we have thoughts, which are true, honest opinions that stick. Hey. 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 We took a break, everybody who's been wondering where we've been at for the last almost two weeks. It hasn't been quite two weeks, but we took a summer break, an unannounced summer break. But today we're going to start off with men and money. Men and money. Crazy, what's your thoughts on it? Um, I actually picked this topic because I realized that um, over the course of the years, I have had interactions with men and relationships. I've had different scenarios, and I actually literally think I have PTSD when it comes to it because I don't know about you guys, but it's, like, kind of crazy in the world world we live in today because, like, you kind of don't want to appear to be the girl who's like a gold digger, but then you also mm-hmm. don't want to appear to be the girl who is extremely needy and only in a relationship for the purpose of a man to help them financially. Um, although I do believe that in a relationship, there should be relief on all areas, including financially. So I know that for me, I just had many different experiences and realized that that's something that I had to kind of take a moment of healing from and, all number one, allowing it, allowing um, whoever I'm with in a relationship to provide because there was a point where I kind of would, um, I don't know, like, you know, have that I don't need a not I don't need a man but I I guess so yeah at one point I was kind of like that I don't need a man for nothing type things or whatever but looking at it from a standpoint as it being one of the essentials that you would need from a uh, not that you would need it but that you would want in a healthy relationship so that's kind of where it stemmed from I remember going on a date um, not too long ago and we got to the register and because I've had, you know, two different experiences where, you know, that wasn't an issue for somebody where and it also the situation where they would be like kind of manipulative and figuring out ways where they wouldn't take care of things. So when we got to the register, I literally was like, my heart was beating. I really didn't know if I was supposed to bring my card out or not. Um and it was just like kind of an overwhelming experience. I don't know if y'all have ever experienced that or have an issue in that area at all. I kind of want to hear about some of these manipulative things because to me, like if a man manipulates you into paying, like that's the last time I'm paying. And so I just want to hear like what they said or what they made you feel because that's, that's just wild to me that men do that. Oh, yeah. My longest relationship, and I won't say his name, but people who know me personally would probably figure it out. But my longest relationship, um, (laughs) Nicole, you are funny. 
But my longest relationship, we that was a major, major issue. I remember it was a point when he asked to move in. And I remember the question I asked was, was this for that you just needed a place to stay? Or are you trying to be like a family and we actually, you come in here, you're going to be helping, that kind of stuff. Because at one point he did move in. He said it was just, he just needed a couple months to get himself together. And, you know, we was kind of just friends then. And he moves in. We agree to a certain amount. The next month, he goes, you know, I really can't afford what I said, but I can afford $100 less. And, you know, for me as a single mom, yeah, for me as a single mom, you know, if you helping me with 200 towards the rent, it was helping me because at that time, you know, most, you know, seven, eight years ago, you know, I was building my business. It wasn't a cakewalk. Like that shit was, you know, I was, you know, I was grinding, but I was working extremely hard, not earning a whole lot of money. So I was, so anything would help. So the idea of even a hundred dollars less was just like, okay, well, let me just be grateful and just take it, you know, and then it ended up becoming a thing where when he, it, it actually the reverse of what some women would do. So whenever he, he we, we had a problem and he would bring it up, I remember the first time he ever did it, he didn't pay. He didn't pay. And I think part of the reason why I didn't make such a fuss, I made a fuss behind closed doors, but a lot of times, you know, my boys, you don't, I didn't do that stuff in front of them. We didn't fight. We didn't argue. They're around us most of the time. When I look back on it, I kind of do think, you know, maybe that was a mistake in my area to not let it be what it is, the reality of what everything was and in front of them. But, um, yeah, like those were some things he would do. We get into an argument. He would act like, you know, a, excuse my French, but like a little bitch and be like, oh, you know, I can't pay this month. And then so now you're in a situation where you go into this, phase of like being on eggshells because you don't want to rock the boat because you want that money. And it's like, it was just crazy. Now the craziest thing was I knew that he knew. Cause at one point I'm like, well, maybe he's just really immature and just don't get it. You know, we would have these conversations over and over again. I don't know if y'all have ever been in a relationship and it seems like you're having the same fucking argument for like three years straight. <laughs> and I hate that. Like, you know, yeah, and it's like it's 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 ridiculous, but that's basically what was happening. It was like we would never get past this these three different arguments, and so you kind of get lost, and you realize like literally today I had somebody comment that made me look at their page on one of the posts I posted, and I didn't realize that I didn't reply to him almost four to five years ago, and I remember the conversation like it was yesterday, but it didn't feel like it was five years ago. And so I say all of that to say, imagine actually being in a relationship and you thinking like, oh, it's only a year or two. And you look up and like five to eight damn years I went by. I feel like I need to get in my car. I feel like I'm echoing. Anyway, so this one particular time I knew that he knew what he was doing was because he had offered to take me to the J. Cole concert. Remember when J. Cole was out here? This was the first time he did Dreamville, I think, in Fayetteville. It was a big deal. So he was like, hey, I want to take you there. All I need you to do is get the rental car because it was a point that I always rented cars. And so I was like, yeah, bet. That's a good deal. I get the rental car. That's nothing. I'm going to get it anyway. And he's going to take us out. So then the day of, he goes, hey, 
I just need you to give me this amount. I'm going to give it right back to you, but it's for, because we had made a stop to a mutual friend's, like, cookout or fundraiser for their church. And so I had already said that I didn't anticipate helping because, again, I'm on, I'm kind of like, at that point I had made a boundary at some point, like, hey, I'm not taking care of this and that. We want to go out. You're going to have to take care of it yourself. I remember one time I slipped in my card out of embarrassment at a restaurant because I didn't want to feel like I was the person paying. Yeah, that's something I told myself I would never do. I mean, like, it's definitely easier said than done. And it's like, dang, like, if that's your person that you're supposed to be rocking out with, it's like you don't want to embarrass them, but it's like I'm embarrassed too. Right, right. And then then so the, the J. Cole concert, let me get back to that. The J. Cole concert, he goes and say whatever, say about the fundraiser. I'm looking for him to give me the money back. And then somehow I forgot what he said or the wording because, you know, you're just trying to trust the person. And it was like another 20. So at this point, I had ended up, after we got back to the house, had a good time. I mean, it was really a nice concert. Had a really great time. And then um, I was like, yeah, you're going to give me back the – I think it ended up being like $70 because the fundraising thing was 50 And he was like, oh, no, we just went to the concert. And I'm looking at this man like, you have to be kidding me. Like, you said that you was going to take care of it. And I'm like in a state of distraught at this point because it's just so frustrating that you just said one thing. And again, after the hundredth time, you done did it again. So I think we broke up probably maybe three uh, maybe two years after that. Um, no, 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 no. Maybe a year and a half after that because that was North Carolina because I was already in Raleigh at that point. Um, but that lasted for like seven years, six to seven years. And then the other, um, the other major relationship that I had, I had someone who provided. You know, um, he in a he provided, it was a mutual thing, but then when we were breaking up, he, like, destroyed everything that he brought. So it was kind of like, are you kidding me? Like, you made me give me back his jerk, all my jury. And then the third major relationship that I had, that's the only three I would count, really, is that he would provide, but then he would use his funds as a mean to cheat. So it would be like, yeah, we ain't never have to worry about nothing. You know, he would take care of the rent. He would, you know, I would still do my portion, but sometimes he would be like, hey, you know, you ain't got to pay. Just pay 200 this month, um, Zai. I'm like, oh, for real, babe? And then you end up cheating, and this is why you did this, so that, it can, so that you can feel like I can feel like I should be grateful and just overlook the fact that you actually cheated. So I know that was a whole a whole lot in one, but that's why I think I have the PTSD when it comes to men and money because I recently had to kind of, I don't know if it's meditate or kind of change my own um, perception on it as that, yes, this is something that I want and deserve is somebody who provides without a, you know, a hidden agenda or intention. Um, So, yeah. Lord, those are all. I feel like you have to have a. Huh. I was asking, do you feel like that's a conversation you want to have in the beginning, like if you see somebody else? 
Like, so you don't have to have anxiety like that? About the money? Um, yeah, I think I think I'm at a place where I could definitely communicate that with somebody. Um, okay. If you know, we get once we get to that point of, but I'm just saying, I realized that it was a major thing because in that moment, like you ever be in a situation where like your heart starts beating, it's like your adrenaline is rushing because it's something like that might make it's either it That's happens when you're really excited. Anxiety. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's either like something really exciting or something that makes you really nervous. Or it's different reasons why you feel that way, but that's the feeling that it was. Yeah, it was I know like exactly that. what you're so talking about. Yeah, so that's when I was like, okay, my body is telling me this is something I got to heal. So, yeah, I think I'm at a place where I could definitely communicate that with somebody. But in the moment, in the moment, it's just, it just like, happens. Of course. Yeah, I can relate because, um, well, I will say that in my last relationship, um, not necessarily money, but, like, financial resources became an issue because um, my my ex always complained about his job. Like, he worked for Walmart. He hated it. They did him dirty. Like, everybody's sob story. And... In the time that he kept saying, like, oh, I hate Walmart, I want another job, I want another job, he would never actually take the steps to look for another job. And so at the same time, I was going through, like, a lot of drama at my job when I was working at the call center, like, to the point where, like, I started getting gray hair, like, just it was very much affecting my mental health. And I just knew I was made for more than that place. Like it was a temp job that kind of lasted too long, but that's neither here nor there. And so I got on my grind, did my resume, figured out who was hiring, like could I make an interview, like all this kind of stuff, and just re- went out and got the job that I have now. And so in a way, I kind of felt like he resented me a little bit. And I could tell with the way – that he would talk about money because when I got um, this new job, I was making a little bit more, and so I was able to do a little bit more. And I don't like being in a relationship where we are limited to what we can do as a couple because everybody ain't got the funds. And so that was starting to happen a little bit, and, like, I was um, to the point where I could live without a roommate and that boosted my self-esteem. And then I just, like, kind of saw, like, if this person is supposed to be my forever mate, like, can they really take care of this household financially? And, like, from that time until closer to when we had time to break up, I could slowly see, like, the answer was no. Like, I couldn't see him. I'm not expecting my person to be exactly at the level that I'm at unless they're able to. But at least strive for something. Like, I'm not saying that you have to have exactly what I have, but can you please make steps to get to something better than what you're in? And he just wasn't right. taking the steps. And so it triggers me a little bit now, like, dealing with my current relationship and money, because I can see some of the same habits, but I can definitely see differences. And I have to focus and just kind of remind myself that the person I have now is not the person I was with. Like, don't don't just try to, like, automatically lump, lump them in the same boat. The situations are not the same. Like, you have to evaluate everybody on an individual basis. 
But um, I will say as far as, like, when I was dating, like, was single and kind of dating around, when it came time to pay, I adopted a rule that I'm not going to reach for my wallet, it, especially if it's the first date. I'm just not reaching. And so that would kind of take care of it then. When the bill came and he saw I won't move in, it was one check, right? Or you were taking care of both of these receipts. And I don't know if people would consider that manipulation, but I wasn't paying. Like, if we casual or I'm still trying to figure out if I like you for real, I'm not paying. See, let me tell you, it's so funny that you say that. Go ahead. Go ahead, Nicole. No, I was just going to ask a question. Okay, so with that thought pattern that you have, is did the person invite you on the date or was it like a mutual date? Like what made um, you like? It would be, sometimes it would be invited out and sometimes it would be like I, I'm ready to meet up with you. Because a lot of my relationships or casual situationships ended up um, starting out online. And so it's like you talk online for a while and then like you'd be like, okay, let's let's meet up. And if we were going to go out to a place, yeah. So, like, I would say it's a little bit of both. Okay. What were we going to say, Z? Um, like, I remember I had a situation where somebody took me out when I was in Jersey last. And it was, like, towards the end of the relationship. I think we both knew this was going to be the end of whatever this was. And... Mm-hmm. He was taking care of it, but we went to a seafood place, and he brought chicken fingers. <laughs> you know, like the seafood boil place? <laughs> so he had yeah. brought chicken fingers. So I literally was feeling like, okay, this dude must have just was investing and thinking maybe he would have got some because I wouldn't have took me out to no seafood place if I couldn't afford it, right? So right. Um, I still, at the moment, I did not realize this, but later on when I really was trying to figure out this whole man and money thing and why I have these, you know, different feelings about it. Um, I literally purchased before I left New Jersey, you know, I have this pink robe and it has my website on it. Um, damn, I kind of gave it away, but, <laughs> but, um, I purchased it. I think the motivation was because I wanted to kind of even out, the fact that you took me out, but I still brought one of your products because I didn't want that hanging over my head. I have no clue why. And I, I think it's something like about you, about not wanting to, or make maybe it's something like feeling okay to receive that from a man. I don't know. But I, I would have loved you to this because, oh, because I, I kind of feel the same way. And I get a lot of that from like just the way I was raised. So um, my mama always taught me and my sister that, like, you always need to have your own to, like, don't make a man feel like you need him or that if he if a man do something for you, he shouldn't look for, like, anything back in return if he's really interested in you or if he's really a good person. And so it's like I kind of, like, what, what you just described sounds like what I would have done to prove to a man that I don't need him or you're not going to make me feel like, I owe you anything because it's like we're even. Like um, right. I bought one of your products or, or however you describe it, like the product, and he bought the robe. So it's like we're even now. So, no, I don't owe you anything monetarily or physically, so don't be trying to come at me with that. 
Yeah, it was so awkward because I felt like he was saying, like, well, at least we got a good conversation. I got a couple books from you that I'm going to read, blah, blah, blah. And I was looking at him like, nigga, please, I do not fucking need you to take me to come and get no goddamn, I could come and get my own damn green muscles. And that motivated me to go, let me get this product from you, you know, his robe, which I do like it. I, I wear it all the time, actually. Uh, what about you, Nicole? You don't have no money man issues? No, you know I'm a little bit of a, not even a prude. I just haven't been around. <laughs> not that that makes me, not that anybody's flirtatious for that, okay? I'm just saying, I haven't, I haven't had enough experience for that. The times I've gone out with guys, they've always paid, and it's never been an awkward situation where they're like, oh, I've never been in a situation where I'm like, do you pay? I pay, I don't. Because in my brain, I think I automatically assume they're going to pay. Lucky. He's so lucky. Uh, right now, I mean, I'm still young. I still got it, you know. I'm still single, looking to mingle. So what about, uh, like, in so, relationships? Yeah, because most of what I was talking about was from relationships. Like, when I get taken out, I don't assume that they won't pay, but I still get the feeling of PTSD. <laughs> And I think that well, only happens my, in cycles. I didn't say in my marriage. I, oh, I guess, yeah, I guess we can talk about the marriage because, like, the marriage I had, it was, like, used over my head sometimes. No, I don't even want to say it, it was all financial, it was, like, stuff. So if, if he, like, got me, say he bought me my car and it, like, and I still had it, he would use that to manipulate that over me. I guess sometimes I just kind of block things out. I forgot about that. Um, so I guess in the the marriage I was in, that was used over my head a lot. So it made me want to get my own stuff because I wanted nothing. I don't want him to use anything over my head. Well, you're driving the car that I got you. It's already paid off, so what are we talking about? Like, so... That was majority of my relationship, actually. What do we? So I guess I did. Uh, that. I, um, so what you're saying is that maybe I blocked you... it out. Huh? Oh, you said. Yeah, it do sound like a little delay with the audio with Nicole's line. But you said that you blocked it out. Mm-hmm. I think because it was just so hurtful that I just blocked it out and, like, I started my own little life after that. I left him and then I just kind of started, like, having my own independence. But for the, I mean, I would hear that all the time, like, we would get into a major fight. Blah, blah, blah. I took care of half of this stuff. You wouldn't be nothing. Da, da, da. You have no ambition, no goal. It was, I think this is why I blocked it out because it's just so upsetting. Just, because uh, it wasn't beneficial. Like, no one was benefiting from it. You're bringing me down, and all you're doing is getting your own accolades, but they're not even accolades. Like, no one told you to do that. You chose to do it on your own, and then you chose to use it over me. I'm like, That's I don't even know where they... Mm-hmm. So, that still comes like up for me once in a... That's huh? like the first... My, that was, like, the first situation I was saying... Not the longest relationship, but they're, you know, my first one with their dad. But that made me very independent, probably too much, 
that that kind of stripped the the lighter, not the light, the match of, I don't need no motherfucking man to help me financially. You know? I guess in my but, brain, it just, like, I guess it made, me, it made me independent, but I just don't ever want someone to use all of my head. Don't buy me something. If there's an end game to it, don't even bother. Because I told him in the beginning I'm not into material things. I could care less. But he thought in his way he was providing by giving me things that I wasn't asking for. Like I said, he would turn around and just try to use it, which I'm like, hmm, you're doing this stuff on your own. No one's asking you to do any of this. So I have yeah, a question. I don't... Oh, go ahead, V. So when when you break up with somebody, do you give them back their anything that they brought you? Or do you Hell throw no. it out? Hell no. I no. I will be the first to admit that once you have given it to me, it is mine. And I am really good at disassociating items with people. So yeah, it's <laughs> mine. Like I still wear some of the jewelry from my ex and nobody knows that my ex gave it to me. Damn right. Because I it, I like that piece of jewelry. I it's it's a little bit sentimental. It it describes me perfectly. And like I wish somebody would say something. No, I ain't giving that shit back. No, it's mine. <laughs> Unless it's like attached to a spirit that I don't need in my house no more. It's mine. I'm not throwing right. it out either, especially if it's useful. Like what if you would have gave me a TV? You think I'm throwing a TV away? <laughs> right, <that's laughing. laughs> not the TV, Jay. Yeah. Mm-mm. I thank I mean, God every time I turn it on. What'd you say, Nicole? I said, she's right. Like, if, yeah, I'm not giving it back. I'll forget. Yeah, I, I, as you can see, I blocked things out, so. After <laughs> people listen to this podcast, they're like, damn, do you even have some fucked up experiences? But I remember my ex took my jewelry off in front of his friends. What? He made me take the jewelry off in front of his friends. Yeah, he gave you like he gave you like a necklace, and when y'all broke up, he was like, "Now take it all." Yeah, it was it was so pretty. It was a um, it was a whole set. It was a necklace and a bracelet. You remember the X and O bracelet, the Q X and O the tennis bracelet, and it had the matching necklace. And he, yeah, he, I had walked past them. You know, we had broke up. We was having a little rough patch, and he was like, right in front of his friends, "Give me my jewelry." You know. I was meaning to come get that jury, and I was like, no, this is my jury. But I didn't know, because we have gotten physical in the past, I didn't know what he was going to do, and I'm not about to, you already trying to embarrass me and take the damn um, jury from me, and then my pride kicked in, like, you know what, fuck you and your jury. But, yes, in his defense, we were mad young, but still, that was really terrible. That was so terrible. So let me ask y'all this, because me and my mama kind of got into it over this, but it was like some, like something that's like one of the new age problems that people didn't have this issue back in the day. But I don't know mm-hmm. if y'all seen on court shows where somebody was engaged and um, they they ended up not going through with the marriage, and so the man wants the ring back. And a lot of, like, courts will award the ring back to the man because they say that that gift is a contingency 
And since the wedding never happened, then the gift should go back to the giver. And I'm like, uh uh-uh, because I've seen plenty court shows where it would literally be the opposite if it was anything else except an engagement ring. But they say an engagement ring is a contingency for the promise of marriage. And if the marriage doesn't happen, then legally that's still that man's property. And I'm like, y'all got to be kidding me. So what do y'all think about that? 